This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Tuesday the 19th of December. I'm Michael Bailey and today we're asking... Who got who in the Champions League draw? Paris Saint-Germain. Real Sociedad. And Porto will play against... uh... Arsenal. Why might some fans end up supporting their rivals in Europe? The Premier League is actually third, trailing Italy, Serie A and the Bundesliga. And is Pochettino still a manager in favour at Chelsea? It's not got vitriolic like it did under Graham Potter around this time of the year, 12 months ago. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. Right, let's bring you up to speed with that draw for the last 16 of this season's Champions League. Manchester City are the defending champions, of course, and they get to ease into the knockout stages by facing Manchester United's conquerors, Copenhagen. Arsenal will square up to Portuguese side Porto. Both Premier League clubs won their group, and like all the group winners, that means they play the second leg at home. Struggling Barcelona take on Italian champs Napoli in the most eye-catching tie, although who knows whether Barca will still be struggling by the time these are played, which is from the end of February. Bayern Munich also head to Italy first, taking on Lazio in Rome, while the competition's record winners, Real Madrid, will feel the fizzy drinks buzz of a clash with RB Leipzig. Staying in the Spanish capital, Atletico Madrid have a tricky tie with Serie A leaders Inter, which just leaves Borussia Dortmund taking on PSV Eindhoven, and our personal favourite, Real Sociedad against Paris Saint-Germain. I'm delighted to say the athletics stats guru, Duncan Alexander, is here to assess the draw with us. Duncan, some may not see this as the most exciting draw, but given the current format, maybe we should have expected that? Yeah, it feels like every year people kind of forget that this is what happens, that the the teams that win the groups are drawn against the teams that came second. So you tend to get this happen. Um, And what it tends to do is give us, you know, sort of really memorable quarterfinals. So I sort of see these games as a bit like the the vegetables in a roast dinner you get through the last 16 and then you've got the really nice stuff at the end. Well, that bodes well for the following stage anyway, at least. Uh, We've also got to talk coefficients, I think, because they're going to go a long way to deciding which of the big five European leagues is going to get a bonus Champions League spot next season. But can you take us briefly through how this is all going to work out? Yeah, I, I spent a lot of the end of last week diving into the the mysterious world of coefficients. So, yeah, essentially, for t- for leagues like the Premier League, it stopped really mattering because the Premier League's been so strong that it, they've just been top of the five-year rolling coefficient for ages. But given the new format of the Champions League coming in next season, there's basically two bonus spots in the Champions League for the teams that finish top of the coefficients just for this season. And at the moment, the Premier League is actually third, trailing Italy, Serie A and the Bundesliga. So there's a bit of consternation as to you know whether this fifth place will actually qualify a team for the Champions League next season. But the draw today in the Champions League has actually been quite good. You know, the, the two Premier League teams have got reasonably easy-ish draws, you'd think. 
Um, and then the three Italian teams have probably got much harder harder ties. So that, that could help going forwards. But it, it, it's not just the Champions League. It basically covers the Europa League and the Conference League as well. So essentially, for teams hoping that fifth place in the Premier League qualifies for the Champions League next season, they're probably going to end up cheering on the, the, uh, the Premier League's participants this season in the European competition. So that might mean Manchester United fans have to cheer on Manchester City, which might be different. It would be different. Yep. Good luck to them uh, with that one. In terms of just back to the Champions League, uh, you've seen the draw and you have no doubt caught up with all the uh, group stages and how that's gone. How do you see the Champions League playing out from here? Manchester City probably will be delighted to have got Copenhagen, who obviously uh, qualified ahead of United in the group stage. I think Arsenal, you know, I don't think their fans were delighted with Porto in terms of variety. They've played them quite a lot. But there's some, some good ones as well. You know, Napoli, Barcelona, I think will be really interesting. The hipsters are very much over PSG versus Real Sociedad, which, if you like a high press, should be uh, the tie for you. Thanks, Duncan. As for the Europa League, AC Milan have drawn Rennes and Roma head to Feyenoord in the playoff round to reach the last 16. While we're on the subject of European football, I've got one result from La Liga to bring you where Girona returned to the Spanish summit with a 3-0 win over Alaves. The Carabao Cup is back tonight. Hurrah, I hear you say. Yes, indeed, it's quarterfinal time and just two EFL clubs are left in the competition. They do battle tonight when Port Vale host Middlesbrough, while Everton face fluctuating Fulham. But the big match and the one you'll be able to watch live on TV is at Stamford Bridge as Chelsea host Newcastle. Neither side is particularly predictable at the moment. So to give us a taste of what's going on in West London, let's speak to our Chelsea correspondent, Simon Johnson. Si, does Chelsea's Premier League form mean the Carabao Cup has actually become more important to their season? Yes, I mean, I think it was pretty important anyway, but with Chelsea struggling to qualify for, for Europe for starters, certainly the Champions League already looks looks out of the question. You could argue that the FL Cup represents their best opportunity, albeit an opportunity to be a qualifier for the Conference League, which um, just shows again how the mighty have fallen. But I, I just think it's an important trophy regardless. I think it's important for Pochettino, important for the owners the players for confidence, the fans to get behind, see this club going in a positive direction. What you could say about this Chelsea side is they have they are a bit of a cup side that, you know, they can turn it on against Man City and then the next week they'll they'll disappoint. So it's all about can they time their sort of cup side ethos into first of all beating Newcastle and then if they do that going on to to win the other games so um it, but I do think it's really important especially at this stage of the season where they've um, tasted defeat a lot more than victory lately yeah they're pretty stuck in mid-table of the Premier League at the at, tenth. at the moment 10th that is pretty stuck in the mid mid-table for sure they are the 10th place champions Michael 10th <laughs> place champions I like that I mean it is hard to think of Chelsea fans being happy with how things are going how is the support for Pochettino holding up I think it's 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 holding up okay. It's not got vitriolic like it did under Graham Potter around this time of year, like twelve months ago. Maybe there's a bit of dilution, if that's the right phrase, because I think a fan base is kind of going, well, hang on, we may not be happy with what Pochettino is doing, but but it's more to it than that, and they're actually the fingers are pointing upstairs to the to the owners and. If you read The Athletic last week, we I, I conducted a fan survey 
and the people that responded, you know, we had almost 3,000 votes. Quite a lot of the fingers were being pointed at the owners. But that's not to say that Pochettino is getting a, a free ride. I think there are question marks about a manager that's getting, that has no European football, unlike Graham Potter. So three weeks to prepare for a lot of games. Um, he also had a full pre-season but like Graham Potter, he's also had a huge injury list and he's not been able to field his best side yet. So again, another mitigation, but it will certainly do him a lot of favours, just like the results against Spurs and, and Man City did for him not so long ago to get a win against Newcastle and, and, and just reassure the crowd that the club can win again under him. Thanks, I. And if you're a Chelsea fan hoping tonight is the night you finally get to see Christopher Nkunku, then you could be left disappointed. He's the £53 million summer signing from RB Leipzig who injured his knee in pre-season and Pochettino has said he'll only play him once he's fully fit. One percent of in my back of my mind was thinking, mm, I don't know, it's the right moment for him to go to play. So what about Chelsea's opponents? Chris Woff has the latest news on Newcastle's injury hit squad. Newcastle United head to Stamford Bridge for the Carabao Cup quarterfinal, looking to make it successive League Cup semi-finals, having reached the final at Wembley in February, which they lost. Their draws this season have been ridiculous. They've obviously already knocked out Manchester City and Manchester United in this competition. They've also had AC Milan, Borussia Dortmund and Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. And they have a weird time derby, the first for seven years in the FA Cup next month. But for this huge fixture, Eddie Howe is sweating on the fitness of Kieran Trippier, a really important player who missed Saturday's 3-0 win over Fulham due to suspension but that might be a night of rest for him and he might be back he's crucial to Newcastle in attack Joel Linton and Fabian Scher went off with hamstring and glute injuries respectively they are doubts Sven Botman looks like he may be fit enough to start having made his return over the weekend and Alexander Isak is touch and go with a groin problem Newcastle are still stretched they are getting players back gradually but they've threadbare particularly in midfield and this is going to take a monumental effort for them to reach another semi-final Thanks, Chris. You can watch that match on Sky Sports at 8pm in the UK or ESPN Plus in the US. But if that doesn't float your boat, how about the Club World Cup semi-final between Manchester City and Asian champions Urawa Red Diamonds? That's a 6pm kickoff on TNT in the UK and FIFA Plus in the US if you're desperate. The winner will face Fluminense, who won tonight's other semi-final. Just before we go, it's less than a week until Christmas. And if you've still got gifts to buy, then don't worry. I know just what you need. You can gift someone a year's subscription to The Athletic for just $19.99. That's more than 70% off. Just head to theathletic.com forward slash briefing for more info. And if you want a reason to buy it, then there's a shiny new exclusive interview with former Arsenal captain Granit Xhaka live on The Athletic today, where he talks with Raphael Honingstein about being shown little respect by his former club his devastation at losing the captaincy and how life became hell for his family. I'm off to read that myself now, which means that's all for today's briefing. Thanks for listening. I've been Michael Bailey, Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman were your producers with Ian McIntosh, your executive producer. I'll be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, have a cracking day. The Athletic.